How are we doing, guys? And welcome to the I'll Try That podcast. This week, as usual, I am joined by Mr. Joe Drew. Hello. And of course, uh, Barber. Hi, everyone. I love that I got a full <laughs> yeah. first name, last name introduction, um, and you just got your last name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This guy. Yeah, and the, and don't the other guy. Don't mess about. You know full well Rich has no idea what my first name is. <laughs> Shut up, Matthew. Oh. And this is, uh, yeah, I'll full name right. you like a... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so this week we're talking about Mad Squirrel Brewery, based out on the outskirts of London. Um, but first, I'm going to hand over to Mr. Joe Drewitt, who is going to talk to us about the hot topic he has chosen to educate us about this week. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Drabs. Richard, Drabble. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. So, um, <laughs> this week, I've got a bit of business news in the brewing industry for you. So, well, as we all know, I'm always hot on business. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> As we Thanks, all yeah. know. Everyone yes. knows that. Come Everyone on. knows yeah. it. That's like the first thing people say about him. Richard Drabwell, you know he's always hot on business. Yeah. Instead of like attorney at law, it's Richard Drabwell, big on, big on business. Big yeah. on business. This guy. Enterprise. He businesses. Commerce. Yeah. Trade. He does it all. Synergy. 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 <laughs> Damn it, it sounds like one of those meetings I was in earlier on. Uh, right. <laughs> so I've got a bit of a, a bit of news about the brand Pinter. Anyone heard of Pinter before? Um, there are those really cool contraptions that cost far too much money, but it feels like you can pour your own pint. Yeah, absolutely spot on. Basically, they have a uh, a unique system of basically creating like fresh brewed draft beer using... Like it looks like an amazing looking machine, doesn't it? They're all super brightly coloured, but it looks like a like a tube, like a a barrel, like a small barrel in bright colours with a some keg? sort of font. A keg, as you <laughs> if you will. <laughs> whoa, 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 slow down, experts. <laughs> so it's yeah, and then you have these like capsules, let's say, but they're quite big. They're like you know, basically things that you put in to this keg. Uh, machine and it creates different kind of beers based on that. So you know, blimey, it's, it's like gigantic beer Nespresso. Yeah, I think you're. Abs- I think that's a. Oh my god, Bob, you're so on point with this. Uh, that's exactly god, what it is. Stop. Business. You're Honestly. so busy. You're so business <laughs> thing right now. Red. <laughs> that's it. It's basically a beer Nespresso. Wow, I hadn't even thought of that. They have they have nailed it in the other oh, espresso to pods are available. Yes. I'd imagine it costs a bit more in regards to, you know, the cost of the product itself and the, and the actual like rechargeables and also the cost to yourself if you start drinking this at like early morning instead of your yeah. coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you would want more than an espresso shot out. Yeah, Absolutely. Beer, so. You get, get a quite, you're right. Volume wise, you get substantially more than just an espresso. So. For real. Why we're even bringing up Pinter is they have just been named as the UK's fastest growing online company. So what's been, what they're saying is... Really? Yeah, sales for them has grown more than sixfold to almost £6 million as beer lovers save money in the cost of living crisis by serving £1.50 pints they're brewed at home from a specially developed keg. I mean, how good is that? £1.50 for a keg. For a pint, sorry. I'd imagine that uh, the, the starting costs are a bit more expensive yeah, <laughs> to get this yeah, going. Yeah. But <laughs> when you get going, those £1.50 pints are calling. 
Well, how much? How much? How much does a pint cost? Yeah, my um, my uh, research so far is actually just getting me to buy Harold Pinter plays. So uh, bear with me, and I'll go. <laughs> Travis, did you say? Did you say you found out how much they cost? Hundred quid. I'm over eighteen. They are a hundred quid, quid right now, which is actually pretty decent for the for the thing. Then how much? Uh, yeah, let's select that pointer. Then you have the the different capsules, let's say, that go into it. So you've got an out of office, which is an international lager, that's fifteen pounds. You've got a space hopper, which is a double IPA at seven percent, which is sixteen pounds, and a bright cider. So you can put ciders in this as well, and you can get different beers out of it. So. So you will make 10 pints out of any one of those that I've just said. So you are getting 16 pounds. You're getting 10 pints out of it. I'm so hoping I get one of my brothers in a secret Santa this year. Because you think they'd like this, right? This this does sound like a great gift. Yeah. And actually, I'm, <laughs> I've am i been hanging out with Travis for too long. I see an idea. Go, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> This sounds good. <laughs> it's beer related. It's viable. If I'm, I'm quite honest, gonna... I'm probably going to send this episode to Pinter after this and hope they're going to send us a couple of a couple of different a couple of their units. You know, I'd love I'd love for that. Uh, this does sound great. They've got a Nipa. They do have a Nipa. Yes, they they've got a Nipa, and I love. I, I feel like one of us has to take the plunge and get this. And considering <laughs> they had you at retails at yeah, Travis, <laughs> they're also doing a sale right now. It's a sale. It's a markdown price. Oh, are they? <laughs> Oh, that's the worst part. I'm going to have to wait till payday because I genuinely... Look, I genuinely... I, I came in very sceptical when we first started talking about this. I now want one. I now want a yeah. pinter. Well, I mean, if you do buy into this, Travers, you are going to be part of the 60,000 homebrewers here in the UK right now, which and it's sold an equivalent of 3,900,000 pints. That's how much pinter has so sold my, right so now. My, so my question is, what... How long does it take to turn into beer? Because am I putting the capsule in and then I've instantly got 16 pints? No, no. So the so it's not as like a, a yeah. espresso pod. There is a little bit more to it. Apparently the brewing for this is five days. So I'm looking at the Space Hopper Deeper, the yeah. double IPA. This is the one that, you know, it takes about, it take, makes 10 pints from it. And you have a brewing of five days. And then what they have, they call conditioning for three days. So I imagine you kind of brew it in this special, yeah. you know, their, their special hopper. And then, and then it kind of sits for three days. And then you can, or you have to consume your 10 pints in three days. Maybe that's what conditioning means. So, so I've, so I've then got to do 10 pints in three days, which feels on a day to day basis. I'm not drinking yeah. that much beer. No, you're absolutely right. I think we need a tutorial of how this works. Because I think in order to give this a full, like, sales pitch... We need a free one from... <laughs> <laughs> As I say, Pinter, if you're listening this to this, we'd testing. be very open to to trial your new innovation uh, that I know you've been working on for a while. That you've just won the best, fastest-growing online business for in the UK. You may have sold loads, but currently no one knows how it works, and we're the only ones... Until we give a proper <laughs> so review about it, you won't so get what? even we'll more help, sales. We'll help you out, yeah. <laughs> And you know what? We'll do it for free. We'll do it for free for All you. it's going to cost you is one of your Dark Matter Espresso Stout pods, well, your Space three. Hopper, and your Out of Office, and your machine. Well, no, I'd, I mean, I'd imagine we'd meet up to do this if we were going to do this. I'm not going <laughs> to consume all these beers in my, <laughs> by myself. <laughs> Look, if I have to consume 16 pints in one sitting to get an accurate viewing... I'm more than happy to do so. No, no. <laughs> so what I was just reading out from those four, uh, they were actually just the best sellers. There are plenty of other 
beers that they have. They've got 15 just in their classic section. They've got six in their hopper section, which I imagine is like their kind of like hoppier side. Pale ales, they've got eight. They've got lager pilsners. They've only got two, which, you know, should probably up them yeah. up their lagers. As we know, lager is back, everyone. And ciders, they've got four. They also have other styles of eight. So you've got things like a brown ale. We know they're coming back. A dunkel. We love a dunkel over here. Red ale, huge, huge beer. Love those. Uh, a porter as well. Yeah. There's a Feist beer. It's an Oktoberfest special. So anyway, long story short, I love this sound of this innovation. Although it does seem like you know, it's kind of doing your own kind of homebrew. If you are, you're kind of taking the fun out of maybe the homebrewness, but it's making homebrewing way more accessible. So I love that innovation. Do 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 we think this is going to open to doors like? So I currently have a Tassimo coffee coffee machine, and they have pods that come from like Oreo, Cadbury's, and all this sort of stuff. So is this going to open the door to other breweries going? You know what? we can sell something like this and then they have a collaboration of some sort and they go, right, you can get Tiny Rebel are going to do a collaboration, you can get Siren doing a collaboration and you can buy those instant brewing I think you're right. them. I think you're right. I think it has to go that way that you basically do collaborations with uh, with Pinter's Beats. You know, you've got all the breweries ones. Well, I would be quite interested if they can learn from where Nespresso and the coffee pods have got to is thinking about the recyclability of their pods. I hope they've already got there and that these kind of big pod things that they have to make the beer are already like there's a collection service, they're recyclable, blah, blah, blah. I don't want there to be any kind of like additional plastic that I'm consuming in my home. But if I've bought the unit, the keg, and then I've got these unit, these like kind of capsules, let's say, to make these different beers, um, I'd hope there's a way that I can recycle the capsule. Yeah, fair play though. I mean, like, so actually, every uh, hot topic we do, there's normally some level of us going criticism or, you know, kind of sideways glance to be like, mm, not sure. Um, whereas with this, we're kind of all going, yeah, <laughs> cool. I, I, I mean, I am so on board to try this. I definitely would try this. I think, you know, if, if someone's putting some down on their Christmas list, and they want to get a pinter, and uh, well, I'll be first round your house on Christmas Day to to help you brew this. We ought to, we ought to <laughs> actually maybe after you've done the brewing. It's <laughs> one where I would be interested in our new segment about uh, um, customer reviews. Mm. That might be interesting to see. Well, it's a relatively new company, so I wonder if well, they're flying. If we, it's, it's, yeah. They're based in Walthamstow, London. They're currently flying, as you said, they're the fastest growing e-commerce business. Um, they actually won. Time Magazine's Invention of the Year and its Lost in Translation Brown Ale was voted the best in the UK for its recent from the recent World Beer Awards. So it's not even like the just the machine is interesting and innovative. The beers themselves sound like they're winning awards Fair by themselves, yeah, that's, that's pretty which good, is uh, amazing. Good in, uh, yeah, endorsement, isn't it? Yeah. So I think Pinter definitely something to watch out for. Uh, and if you're thinking of this Christmas for something to to look for, uh, wait till I've reached out to Pinter and I've got an I'll try that special discount code, and then you go buy your own <laughs> Pinters. <laughs> well, that does that then. Um, should we do Pursuit of Happiness? Yes. Let's do it. Let's do Mad Squirrel. A bit of Mad Squirrel. I've been thinking about this, and I'm sorry. It's it's We did talk about it before, but it's the... Sorry for that horrible sound I'm going to create. 
it's another one of those ones that are all coarse on the label, and I love it. Tactile. Mm. You know? I love a bit of texture. I love a texture, a tactile, textured, coarse material on a label, don't so, we? Um, so, so which beers has everybody got? I'm, I'm assuming we've probably all got oh, the same yes. one. That would help. What seems to be their most yeah. widely available, Roadkill, the New England IPA, 6.5%. That's strong. I like Mad Squirrel yeah. looks weird, but it's bold. I, I I won't go into the design too much. I think you guys might talk about it, but I love that they've got stamped at the top, unfiltered for maximum flavour. So they are like saying we just it is raw, and I think that is that sums up the design as well. The design feels raw and in your face, doesn't I, I, it? So I've I've not heard of Mad Squirrel as with um, until we said we would do it on this podcast, and I and I was perusing their website. And I like the fact when you go onto the about us bit on everything, they've they've got um, they've got the the dictionary definition of mad, and then the dictionary definition of squirrel. Um, <laughs> I saw which this is, I, yeah. just in case the, you didn't I, know. I saw this, and they've also put <laughs> yeah. in a couple of contexts which I think are not in the dictionary, but are p- potentially the ones that they quite liked <laughs> for, for this one. <laughs> so mad being very enthusiastic. So I'm going to read it. To the, very enthusiastic about someone or something. They're mad about beer. Ah. <laughs> Sorry, that's me being grumpy. Well, the well. so squirrel is go is an agile tweed wearing rodent with a bushy tail. Move in inquisitive and restive manner. They're squirreling around in a brewery in search of something. Bam. And nails their approach, I assume. But the history of this company is, is, as we'd expect, quite new. You know, they've been around since 2010, which actually is quite a long time for what we're talking now in 2022. Keith at Seven Brothers and they're saying how you know the, in the works for about 10, 9 years and then they've been brewing for 8 years and these guys are a little bit further than that they're just that little bit ahead I suppose but still very much in that craft beer wave that we saw coming out of these breweries um, I'm not too put off by the fact that their logo looks a little bit Donnie Darko um, <laughs> they can very clearly pass oh, it does. <laughs> I th- you <laughs> nailed it I, th- I was searching for what does it, sa- what does it look, remind it's me of and it's Donnie Darko absolutely I nearly said a bad word rabbit yes yeah rabbit um, <laughs> although it is I think it is meant to be a squirrel No, oh, it's very cool so I was looking at a bit more about Mad Squirrel and, and you know kind of what were they all about and as you kind of nailed what you know Best people, best equipment, la, 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 la. What really has taken my notice is they have a craft beer cruiser. Oh, I just saw now, that. Now, this thing is amazing. It's like oh. a van, like a converted van, which they have made a brewery in the back. And so they drive around to all these different events and they pop out the side and then they just pour beer out of it. It's amazing. So, like, you can, you can see this at festivals. You can see this at, like, city events and things where, you know, space is limited and you need to be on the move, mobile, go to different locations. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm sorry, this, this had passed me by. It's, it's a bit like, so you remember the, they had the, they had the Jew, they had the Jubel Land Rover that had the beer coming out the back of it. Oh, yeah, okay. But they've gone, oh, but they've gone for a bigger absolutely. truck sort of thing. So they've got a movable, a movable tap room would be the best way to describe it. The, the grown-up ice cream van. Yeah, they can get eight kegs in there. That's incredible. Eight kegs of tap, eight keg taps on this like movable thing. That's a whole more than most breweries would have. But sorry, pubs would have is eight, <laughs> eight beer. You know, eight different beer lines that you've got. That's incredible. 
Oh, and actually, they are saying that you could pick this up for private hire for weddings, birthdays. Uh, they say adults, not kiddies, <laughs> corporate functions and more. So, you know, next time one of us has a birthday, let's, need, uh, let's think about the CBC. Friends, though, so it's just the three of us. So. <laughs> it's just the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've gone from having a pinter meetup to having a CBC, you know, the craft, the, uh, the craft beer cruiser you turning up. Stored three of us outside your house, Joe. You could get all the neighbours involved. Yeah, what's the occasion? It's a Thursday. To me, I think this yeah. rings a bell. I think, I think in our, one of our very early episodes when I was living in London, we were, in, in Battersea, sorry, oh, yeah. we were talking about a, a, a guy in a van who would just turn yeah. up at your house with a, with a brewery <laughs> at the right, back I'm of his van. It was like, what? <laughs> you could book hey, him look, and he could just it, turn up. <laughs> look, Simo, Simo, Simo was talking about his, him getting married soon. Maybe we do that as a surprise for him. There you go. Well, you've not given the game away. You've spoken on the podcast, which I hope he still <laughs> listens to these. <laughs> so, talk about the beers. What are we talking about with these beers about Mad Squirrel? Uh, yeah, so the, the roadkill. Um, it's got, whew, you know, it's, um, oh, I'm not going to say the word, uh, is a robust That's beer. That's my new one instead of the other one. No, just, shh, shh, don't say that. It's not popular. Um, it's robust. No, it's quite... <clears throat> It's strong. It's strong tasting. It's quite in your face. You mentioned that unfiltered for maximum flavour thing. Yeah, it's none of that. Uh, uh, this one is, I'm, you know, I just fancy you know, a beer. It's a beer. This is, um, this is as very bold. And I was going to say, this oh, This sorry, this isn't yeah, the right. one you want to give to somebody who's you're introducing to craft beer. You don't want to go, you know what? Exactly. We're going to drink yeah, some roadkill yeah. tonight. Yeah. yeah. That's, it's a bit in your face. It's a, it's a very intense intro to beer, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, and she ju- I, I, I didn't think I'd quite heard, I had quite got the message until you said it like that. I was just like, yeah, we're drinking roadkill. So it's quite like, I don't know, it's for, you know, people who are ready to get down and dirty <laughs> with drinking beer. <laughs> like people who would do What are you doing with this? Roadkill? Um, I don't, I don't but I think you're weird. right. I when, in my head, that I think... all sounded sensible and, and realistic, but now it's. <laughs> I think I think if, when you take a step back and put this beer in context with their other core beers, because they've also got lots of different sections of beers, this is the highest ABV core beer that they do. So they have a Sumo, which is a pale ale at 4.7% ABV, a Native, which is a Hell's Lager at 4.8%. Uh, they've got a Hop Fest gluten-free pale ale, which is 3.8. I might get some of this from my gluten-free friend. And you've got a Zealous, which is a Pilsner Lager at 4.4% ABV. And then you have this Roadkill, which is 6.5% New England IPA. So you've dropped, you've jumped up like 2% ABV it's, just in this beer alone. It's got a punch and it's got a kick to it, sort of thing. And... Look, I'm really. <laughs> it's, it's in many yeah, ways it's a the ult- kick. <laughs> it's the ultimate yeah. fighter in many ways. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, like, I'm, I made myself laugh and no like, one else. I'm, I'm gen. I'm genuinely a fan of it, but I think I'm only a fan of it because I quite. In, well, we've, I've based the whole bloody podcast with you guys around craft beer. Um, <laughs> like it's the. <laughs> As in, you need this is your persona of being all about craft beer, and you're finding actually this is a bit too crafty for you. Is that it, what you're it might to just tell be us? a little bit too crafty for me? <laughs> Man, you don't like anything. You don't like the real ales. You don't like the craft beers. Just no pleasing you. I I love I love I like what I like. This is <laughs> which is nothing by the sound of things. 
<laughs> just not new things. Um, no, you're right. There's a, there's a lot of things. I think this is a very in your face beer. I mean, we're trying the New England IPA. Uh, you know, it's there, as I said, that most ABV heavy one in their core. Um, maybe you might be interested in these ones, perhaps a bit more. So you've got an occasional section of beers here. I know there's one here you're going to really love. Okay. So you've got a Dylan Nut, which is a hazelnut milk stout. No. Sounds quite interesting. You've got a Hoodwink, which is a chocolate white stout. Never heard of that before. Sure. Like what is a white stout? I've not, I've I'd not be heard interested of white to try stout. that. Yeah. And they've got a Talus Moor, which is a Talus Nieper. Ooh, like Talus Nieper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That tickle, yeah, that tickle I mean, the fancy yeah. right there. Yeah, I just also love how consistent they are with their branding. The fact that they've got this like Donnie Darko squirrel, let's say, you know, in the middle, uh, mad squirrel right at the top, and then big bold wording at the bottom, and then they're using very different patterns, obviously, to describe their different beers. But all of them are in these black cans, you know, it all very much is leading back to this quite quite. Keith actually said it best, grungy kind of like craft beer, uh, you know, kind of vibe that we're seeing with with some of these breweries. I've got to say, actually, I think at the time I, I alluded to it and, and in a way that meant I didn't like it. But actually, the more I look at these, I think they're seriously eye-catching, actually. Oh, yeah. And I think I do kind of want to reach for them. So, yeah, but I'm looking, I'm, I'm, lo- I'm looking at a few of their designs and I do feel they're going down that tiny rebel route, though. And you look at what do you mean? What explain that a bit more? What do you mean? So, about the so, tiny so, rebel so we discussed about tiny rebel and that they their cans look like energy drinks. Um, mm, okay. And if if you look at say you've got hoodwink that chocolate white stout, um, jackpot which is their cherry milkshake. In fact, just their their some of their limited releases do look like energy drinks. Yeah. Sorry. I'm right. Two things here. Right now, listen, listen. <laughs> <laughs> some talking to you right someone's had a beer I don't know <laughs> um, for me the the squirrel that looks like the scary rabbit from Donnie Darko is a bit much there is uh, and you know I, I will always like to think that actually it's more about actually what a beer blooming well tastes like but there is something about a black can isn't there Oh, I think the yeah. black can gives you the crun- grungy vibe. And I mm. think uh, yeah. they've got a lot yeah. of black on black. A little white can with these quite cool, best word I've got is patterns uh, off the back of them. I would go, oh, they're really cool and trendy. There was one, um, oh, one we tried in Weymouth um, that had a sort of wavy line one, a little bit like their Big Sea West Coast IPA for Mad, Mad Squirrel. Um, oh, I'm trying to remember what that brewery was. That would really help. Um, and it just—I think we looked at it and went, mm, "Okay." And actually, maybe what's happened here is the the black can gives it a bit of edge, but it does add to. I think you're right. I, yeah. But it does add to that kind of grungy vibe that we were talking about before. But I think it reinforces this unfiltered like proposition they are their beers are unfiltered you know they are or maybe this specific new england that we're having is unfiltered like it's about rawness it's it's it, as you say it's edgy it's, um, it's the edge versus you know, basically more, like, you're... white clouds and, yeah. and, and and like fluffy that wouldn't really fit with this unfiltered vibe it, would it it's kind of like the, the the dark side isn't it is it was, you know there's blooming jedis out there this is the dark side I mean, of brewing and it's, treat, it's quite... you, I trust you to bring it back to star wars <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> what do you mean? Just because I'm actually of the Church of Jedi, it's got nothing to do. With it. Um, but no, I mean, um, it's for those ones that they want to go as far away. These guys, are, I'm speaking for them here, but they want to go as far away as they can from your macro lagers, don't they? I guess so, but in context, they've gone from 2010 of making, uh, you know, 50,000 litres, which is still a substantial amount of beer, right? It's more than I make. They now make, in 2020, this is the latest facts from 2020 they've provided on their website, they now make a million litres annually. That's... Uh... So in 10 years, they've gone from 50,000 50, litres to 1 million litres. Right. So, so this... this Where's it all getting sold? Because... So you're right. And where are they from? I mean, uh, just outside London. Oh, they are just outside London. Okay, great. Because I was quite worried. Because I was, but like, okay, I wasn't sure where they're from. Because their tap rooms are Watford, St Albans, Amersham, High Wycombe, Berkhamsted, Chesham, and these all sound like London places. Actually, and the more I've just read them out, they all sound very close to London. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they opened, they opened first. What, sorry, uh, uh, after the initial opening, then Chesham was twenty thirteen or something like that. They, that yeah, should, yeah. I, I, I will have picked that up from um, their uh, website, which actually has got their, like, their whole timeline of what they did after. Um, I, the bit that stuck out was that their uh, started in twenty ten. Uh, the first awards they got, which went, was twenty eleven. So it's like... Oh, very quickly and, yeah, just straight into it. Um, I, I was going to say, it's just, I remember them, the other thing was that they were uh, at the foot of the Chilterns was where they were based. But actually, bear with me for, for the town name because that's, that's really bugging me that I, I, I'm i sure I read it earlier on. I I have really liked their latest collaboration, finding more about this. So... They're a crafty brew. They obviously do collaborations. So Mad Squirrel have done a collaboration with the app, Where You At? So this is a beer that's all about the pin, you know, it's, it's called Pin Drop. And it's a collaboration beer around nightlife safety. So Where You're At is a nightlife safety app. So Where You're At allows you to locate friends in busy venues, even without signal. So it basically oh, really? means that you can be... You know, so you can kind of find people where you, where you need to. So I love that idea. They've they've partnered with someone, and this is not too dissimilar to a friend friend of mine's kind of company that he had, where it was all about you know kind of without he was at venues and he wanted to find his friends. So it was a way of like meshing, uh, you know, kind of like cell service when you didn't have cell network, so you could still find people and still communicate with people and stuff. So this safety app sounds like it's the base level of that. I've done literally like this is where that patient person is. I was going to say that that just just slightly taken away from the beer, but that app sounds absolutely fantastic. I've genuinely never heard of that, and that would be that's 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 fantastic because I've I I still use like Find My Friends, and that's still yeah, yeah. still it, it gives you, you still a general idea. Yeah, yeah, and, th- and then that just gives you a general idea of where they are, but not yeah. is it is it that precise that it can give you like you can find them in the club? Well, you can try it out. What uh, where are you at? Is a, is obviously on on app stores, so you can try that out and you know with your friends and see see if it's as as reliable. But I mean, I imagine if there's you know a brewery has gone in collaboration with an app, a it's for an amazing cause, but obviously it does work because that's why they're doing it. But hey, you know, as we, this is another reason why we're saying you know 
breweries and beers have become a way of a vehicle of creation, uh, you know, a platform, let's say, for raising awareness for things like these social causes. No, it's just it's it's good. It, I I I find I'm enjoying all of these collaborations with breweries that aren't with necessarily a a, a product that they could integrate with it sort of thing. I think it's it's quite like that. They're not gonna. It's not gonna be the taste. So the brewery can still do right. We're gonna make a fantastic tasting beer, but we want to publicize a cause. We want to get behind something. I think yeah, I'm really enjoying all that sort of stuff at the moment. Um, right. Numbers-wise, Mad Squirrel on Instagram have 7,000 followers. And on Twitter, they've also got 7,000 followers. So amazing that they've kept it consistent, actually. They usually find <laughs> one bigger than <laughs> the other. <laughs> That's really true. Yeah, they're normally different. Good observation, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> Quite impeccable that they've managed that. <laughs> I'm going to go and ponder that. I'm going to leave it at that. That's brilliant. <laughs> and that's all we have time for in this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast. And so from me, Joe, Rich, Barber, and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll Try That Podcast.com, and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now. <laughs>